Hi, everyone. It is Kristen Sullivan with Just As Planned, the wedding podcast. And today I am joined by Miss Julia Rogers from Hello Prenup. Hi, Julia. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. We're excited. We love to share important content with our viewers. And I don't think people realize how important what you have to offer and are about to share with us actually is these days. So uh, we're very excited. So thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm excited to share. And you are based in Boston, but you have affiliates all over, correct? That's right. I am physically based in Boston. Um, I am a Massachusetts family law attorney and the CEO of Hello Prenup, um, but we are currently in 27 states in the United States um, and expanding really quickly. <laughs> that is amazing. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm going to ask you just to share a little bit about um, the company and your background and how I know there's so many questions that, that we have on our end for people that have sent them in. So let's just let you get started and share what we can with people to start the planning process. Yeah, yeah. So um, Hello Prenup is the first online platform that automates the prenuptial agreement process. Um, and so we really take what was uh, previously something that only attorneys could do, and you had to spend thousands of dollars to hire attorneys to draft a prenup. Um, and we've turned it into a process that really only takes on average about two hours to complete. Um, so, you know, the way we came up with Hello Prenup was I was a practicing attorney and I spoke to hundreds of potential couples who were looking for prenups. Um, and they would, they would complain about basically the same three things. They would say, you know, number one, I'm getting married in a month. Why can't I get a prenup for you? Um, and I would say, well, it takes an attorney about three months on average to draft a prenup. So unfortunately, I can't help you. Um, number two, they were like, why do I have to pay you thousands of dollars? Like I'm spending money on a wedding. I don't want to pay a lawyer for this thing that I don't really want. Um, and, and so I thought, okay, how can we make this process cheaper? Um, and then three, they really wanted a collaborative process. And this was really the number one thing that got me, right? Is people would say, um, you know, we are getting married, we're in love, we agree on this prenup, we think it's really important. Why is this not something that we can do together? Why do we each have to hire a divorce attorney to represent us to get a prenup? And a lot of people decided that, you know, they just weren't going to hire attorneys. And so they just weren't going to get a prenup at all. And I thought that was so unfortunate. Um, and so that's how Hello Prenup was born. <laughs> that is amazing. And, and to jump ahead just a little bit, because I still love this. I and mean, y'all were on Shark Tank. Like, this is a big deal. Yeah. This is very important. So that's exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> yes, we were on Shark Tank. Um, our episode aired in November. Um, and we were actually the first legal tech platform to be on Shark Tank. So we're really proud of that um, and super excited at the warm reception we've received since our air date. Yeah, it's so nice that you have simplified something so stressful uh, for people going through an already stressful time. And it's it's not like the favorite subject, right? Like it's probably yeah. like not what most people even want to think about when they're planning, but it's so crucial. Um, right. Some of the, the questions, you know, 
why a prenup? Like, why do we even have to do this? Like, you know, I know there's many, many uh, topics to choose from, but I'm imagining, you know, assets, protect your assets, obviously, that's probably the top one. And you can speak to all of these much better than me, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I mean, one of the main reasons that people get prenups is to protect premarital assets. Um, And that can be anything from investments to a business, um, to collectibles like, you know, watches. Um, And that can also include inheritance. So one of the big trends that I'm seeing is there's this great generational wealth transfer that is going to, that has started to happen and will continue over the next 25 years. Um, And so what I see is a lot of parents who have retired and they're really doing some estate planning are saying, I want my kids who are getting married, who are millennials or Gen Zers, to get a prenup to protect that inheritance. A lot of people think that inheritance is automatically excluded as separate property, um, and it is not. So certain states, yes, um, but certain states like Massachusetts, it's not necessarily, it could be brought in as marital. Um, And so that's where a prenup comes into play. A prenup can also protect, well, well, can actually contract to spousal support. So a lot of people say, you know, I am deciding that we are both going to work. We're both going to have these careers. Neither of us is going to stop working if we have kids or don't have kids. Um, And so we feel really comfortable waiving spousal support. Um, And that's something that you can really only contract to in a prenuptial agreement. Um, Another way that a prenup can help protect women, and I talk about this a lot, and I think it's really important, is that, you know, when women um, have children, they're usually in their prime earning years. Um, So it, you know, if you decide as a woman to step back from your career for a couple of years, and your spouse's earning trajectory is, you know, still going straight upwards, if you choose to re-enter the workforce, you can be in a really unfortunate position because your earning capacity will have decreased. So a prenuptial agreement can actually help contract around that um, because you can allocate funds to one party that maybe you know default divorce laws wouldn't otherwise allow for. So those are some kind of more in-depth ways that a prenup can protect couples. That's amazing. Yes, things that we, again, just don't think about. And I imagine if someone's coming into the marriage with um, children from either, from a prior marriage or a prior relationship, that that also plays a factor in a prenup. Yes, it does. Um, in that, in, and I just want to preface: in the vast majority of states, you cannot contract to child support in a prenup, and you can, cannot contract child custody. Um, and I see that a lot in instances where you know someone will um, have a child from a prior marriage. Um, in the new parent will, you know, want some type of rights to that child in a prenup. And you, you just can't, you just can't do that. Um, but what a prenup can protect is assets that would otherwise be passed down to those children. So I look at it as a scenario when you have two people who are entering a marriage um, and they each have children from a prior marriage and there are assets that they plan to pass down to those children. A prenup should almost, I mean, I never say always, but I think should almost always be in place to protect those assets because oftentimes in a marriage, you know, things get commingled um, and it really is unfair to the children of the prior marriage if, you know, things are commingled and then not, not fairly passed down the way they were intended. Yes, yes. And, and it's, it's 
often now, I mean, I know as a planner, I, I see people having second and third marriages. Um, children are obviously playing a, a big part in coming along with the family package. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. The other thing I imagine too um, that plays a factor is like debt liability. Like, I mean, I think about student loans. Like, I mean, yeah. I know that's such a big hot topic, you know, these days. And so is that something people also bring into the mix? Talking about the debt they liability? They do. They do. And a lot of people um, actually are looking to get prenups just to protect each other from debt. Um, and, and sometimes people ask me, you know, does debt really get divided in a divorce? And I say, yeah, it does. Um, we think of student loans as being the most common form of debt among millennials, that's significant at least. Um, and a judge in many states has the authority to divide debt in a divorce, and that includes student loans. Um, is it super common? Uh, it depends on the circumstances. Um, if, you know, one of the parties went to school and accrued that debt during the marriage and the other party benefited from the fruits of that education, yeah, absolutely it can be divided. And so I say, why leave it up to chance? Um, you know, the other form of debt that's really common these days is debt from starting a business. Um, a lot of us since the pandemic have kind of revised how we look at work and what we want to do with our lives. Um, and if your spouse decides to take out a small business loan or start a business or, you know, take a home equity loan against your house to start a business, you could be liable for, and you likely will be liable for that debt. So it's really important to contract to these things in advance to make sure you're on the same page. Absolutely. It's all, it all comes down to communication, okay. <laughs> the underlying of everything that happens in anything, yes. the weddings or life itself. Yes. Um, and I know you touched a little bit on, um, you know, inheritance, you know, and parents actually, uh, playing a factor in that, but it could also be if you have a business partner, right? So if you're in a business and there's no like buy sell agreement or something in place, I imagine that that might play a factor in, uh, uh the language of the prenup. Yeah. I, I mean, business is a, is a really interesting one, um, because, there's a little bit of an interplay between how the business structure is set up and then what happens in the event of a divorce. Um, and I can give you an example. Um, a lot of people think, oh, maybe if I were to get divorced in the future, my spouse would actually have control over the business. Well, that's one obvious example, but again, depends on the structure of the business. A less obvious example, and this is a, an example I see constantly if in, in situations where there's a divorce and we have um, a business, a privately held or, you know, small business, um, is that what a court will do is they will say, okay, you know, John, you own this business. Um, you're divorcing Sally. Sally is entitled to 50% of your ownership in that business. Let's get that business professionally valued. Um, and once we have it appraised, you now need to pay Sally, your wife, that amount, whatever 50% is of the value of the ownership in your business. And that may wipe out all of your savings. You may say, well, but I can't sell my portion of the business on the open market. It's not, it's not worth anything. It's privately held. Doesn't matter. And so th that is a situation that I think when you really start to get into the weeds of 
asked why you need a prenup to protect your business, it's not just a control exercise. It really is a what happens financially in the event of a divorce. Yes, we we never want to plan for these things. You know, that's not what the that's not the tone or the intention of obviously a wedding. And I think sometimes that is why this conversation is so hard. I've been on some really hard meetings where people have not agreed to terms prior to wedding weekends and where parents are saying you will not legally be married then and it's it's been rare but it's been at least two occasions in my career of 25 years and something I don't really care to ever experience again yeah Um, it's just very uncomfortable for everyone and but it's, I know it's important and I know obviously it protects everyone involved and, yeah. you know, the, the, the business side of it can go in the, in either direction too. But if your business is completely in debt, then that person would be responsible for the debt of it as well as the, if there's a value to it. So, yeah. And I think I just want to back up a little bit to what you just said. I mean, I have also seen situations actually in my practice where, um, you know, the parents wanted their child to have a prenup and it really tears apart the relationship between the parents who wanted the prenup and the spouse who didn't want the prenup, right? Um, I've seen parents threaten to disinherit their children because they don't want to get a prenup. Um, And I think all of that happens because they are looking at a prenup as being protective only to the wealthier party. And that's historically what prenups has, how prenups have been viewed. But I think we can flip the narrative a little bit and say, well, it's a private contract. It can protect both parties, both the wealthier spouse and the less wealthy. And there are ways to contract to terms like that, that make everybody feel comfortable. Um, So I think we need to change how we view prenups a little bit, and then we will stop having those fights. (laughs) Exactly. And that's why I love your platform. I feel like it takes out that threatening tone. I mean, any, and I know you're an attorney, but it's like, anytime an attorney gets involved, everyone gets nervous, right? It's like, what's happening? 100%. And I said it on Shark Tank. I was like, nobody wants to hire a divorce attorney before they get married. And I got a lot of flack from that, from my fellow divorce attorneys being like, hey, wait a minute. (laughs) I'm like, but it's true. You know, it, it really does. It sets a tone for people in the process of hiring two attorneys, um, I'm sorry, can you still hear me? I can, yes. Okay, um, in the process of hiring two attorneys to kind of, you know, one presents this fully formed draft to the other is not collaborative. And that's one of the things that when we designed Hello Prenup, we were really mindful of. There's no draft that's getting presented to you until you have walked through the entire process together and worked through a negotiation together. And then you are both presented with a draft at the same time, which I think is really a difference maker for a lot of people. Yes, it's not someone handing you something saying you need to do this. It's something that you're doing together. And so the whole process is just a few hours. Do they actually get to speak with you during that process or they fill something out and then they get to speak with you to follow? Yeah, so Hello Prenup is a fully automated platform. 
So there are no people involved. There are no attorneys representing you. We are not a law firm. We are not acting as attorneys and we are not representing you. And so that's something important to understand um, because you walk through the questionnaire, you each individually walk through the questionnaire. Um, you individually fill out your asset forms and then together you negotiate the terms of your prenuptial agreement. From there, you download the prenuptial agreement you will go through it. If you choose to then go hire an attorney for representation or advice, you can do so. Um, it, you can download the, the document as a Word document or a PDF, so it's fully editable if you do hire an attorney. Um, and then you have your signatures notarized and you're all set. Simple as that, simple as that. Right. Um, one other question we had was, what if there's someone, I do a lot of destination weddings, so what if someone resides in New York, but they get married in Florida? Um, yeah. Does that play a role or a difference in how it, how it all gets set up? Yeah, so this is something called choice of law, um, which is one of the most common questions that we receive at Hello Prenup. Um, and it is actually a really complicated conversation, but I like to boil it down and simplify it for people. Generally speaking, it is understood that your prenuptial agreement should be for the state in which you plan to reside as a married couple. So in the instance where let's say you're getting married in Florida, but you live in New York, your prenup should not be for Florida because in the event of a divorce, the state that governs your prenup, the choice of law, is the state is well is the state under which your prenup will be enforced right so if you live in new york why would you want your prenup enforced under florida law it doesn't make any sense so it should be for the state in which you plan to live the other related question that we get from a lot of people is well we live in california now but we plan to move to new york and the first question i ask is if you live in California, which is sunny, why would you move to New York, which is cold and rainy? But then the second, the second thing I say, I'm kidding. The second thing I say to people is, okay, well, are you certain on that? If you're going, if you are certain you're moving to New York in two months, then maybe it makes sense that, you know, your prenups for New York, that's where you plan to live. Um, but maybe you don't know, maybe you live in California now, you may move to New York, you may move to Texas, you just don't know. If that's the case, then what you should be doing is calling attorneys in every single one of those states and evaluating what the state law, state default divorce law looks like in those states and how it may benefit you. That's the best way to solve that. Um, and so a lot of people choose to do that. Some choose to say, well, you know, I think we're actually, maybe we'll stay in California. We live here now. We'll just get our prenup for California. And you can do that too. Again, but if you're ever unsure and you may move you should speak to attorneys in each one of those states to really understand how those changes of law uh, will affect you if, if your prenup is ever you know, contested in the future. Amazing, yeah, and would never have even kind of thought about that, you know, but people are moving these days all over for job, you know, job changes and yeah. just, um, <laughs> different ways of life. We've seen a lot of changes in the last two years, haven't we? Yes, we but have. Also, also imagine that you're, business changed so much in the last two years with people working together from home. And as you said earlier, starting their own businesses, going out on their own. Um, there was a quote the other day that said um, something about the new resignation is the renegotiation of contract and, and people yeah. are just, they're deciding they're going to up and move. And hopefully 
spouses, you know, are on board with that. Cause I know that's a tough conversation to have as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. And I think a lot of people are, you know, remote working now. And there are a lot of companies that have said, look, probably not going to ever have to come back to the office. So people are relocating. Um, you know, a lot of people put off getting engaged until they knew that they would be able to celebrate with friends and family. So a lot of these things like moving are coinciding with getting engaged and deciding where they're going to live. Um, and, you know, I say a prenup is really, you know, it's life planning. Um, so it's, what better time than when you get engaged and you're experiencing all of these changes to really have these deep conversations. Do you ever get involved with couples that just say we're going into this and everything's going to remain separate hands down? Yeah, there, I mean, we analyze a lot of the data um, and there are many couples who choose to do that. Um, it's actually, I would say most common in the state of California for couples to kind of flip California law on its head and say that everything is going to be separate except for X, Y, or Z. And so a lot of couples will choose to keep everything separate except for this one bank account. And they'll, you know, share that bank account. They'll contribute to it as they see fit for expenses. Um, and maybe they'll have a savings account. And I actually think that's the best compromise. If you have a couple, right? One person wants to keep everything separate. The other things, you know, most things should come in, if not everything, compromise by having a couple of things that are considered marital. Maybe, you know, maybe it's the appreciation on the house that you buy together, but you each get your down payments back as separate property. Um, Or maybe it's that shared joint bank account plus a savings account, you know, and you each contribute a percentage of your income every pay period. Um, There are ways to compromise around things like that, that can really allow both parties to feel like, you know, happy and taken care of and comfortable. Amazing. The last um, question I think that, that we have, and I'm not even sure how this, if it falls under a prenup or not, but in the case of someone becoming very ill in a marriage, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and something horrible happens, unfortunately, does a prenup come into play where the wife then has say over the family? I, I know one of a situation that got a little bit sticky. I don't know how that ever panned out, but um, do people talk about medical coverage and things like that in prenups as well? So you can, um, in a hello prenup contract, um, you can contract to health insurance in the event of a divorce, but we don't go beyond that. Um, Prenups are really focused on assets in the event of a divorce and also how assets can be managed during the marriage, right? Because a lot of those two things um, play together. Um, A prenup can also touch on death um, in, you know, in the context of separate property, but again, you know, that's really more something for estate planning, for trusts, for wills. Um, and so we're very careful, you know, how we work around those because a prenup is really meant for divorce. Which again, we're so, we are sad to talk about it, but we get questions yeah. for it. We, you know, it is so important nowadays to plan for, who knew what was going to happen in the past two and a half years and no one planned for it. And then look what happened. So this is why we're bringing this to you, not to be dark and scary, just to be educational and wise and um, 
just to help people think forward because people are getting married later in life or getting remarried and assets and um, life looks a little bit differently than just coming out of college with student loan debt. It does. And I, and I just want to reiterate that prenups are super common. Um, I think they're really smart. I think if you look at prenups and you kind of, you feel like they're a little bit negative. Um, the flip side is if you don't have a prenup and you don't decide for yourselves how your assets will be handled during marriage or in the event of a divorce, the state will decide for you um, because you essentially have a prenup whether you like it or not. It's called state divorce law. So you may as well decide for yourself what you're both comfortable with and take this opportunity to have those, those tougher conversations now. And you be in control of how that looks. Exactly. That's amazing. Oh, thank you so much, Julie. Is there anything else that you want to share that we didn't ask about? Or um, we just, we really appreciate your time. And thank this, you. Is, this is amazing because again, I don't think most people would even think about this and we, we would be happy to also share your contact information so yes. people can reach out to you. Yes. Um, hello at helloprenup.com. Uh, it was where you can reach us with any questions. Um, if you go to our website, we also have a little chat window um, and you can chat with us and ask us any questions that you have. Um, again, we can't give legal advice. Um, you know, we're not acting as your attorney. We can't represent you. But if you have questions about the platform, um, we would be really happy to answer any of them. Hello Prenup also hosts the most information on the internet um, on prenups. So <laughs> please feel free to visit our blog our YouTube channel. We have a ton of really great videos. Um, and then also our social, um, Instagram, Facebook, we're constantly posting relevant information on prenups. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Thank and you. to everyone watching, we'll post all of Julia and Hello Prenups contact information along with this so you can reach out to them directly. We do hope that your wedding goes just as planned. And if you have any questions, uh, feel free to reach out to us as well. Thanks so much, Julia. Stay warm up there. I think you're you're starting to warm up in New England, right? A little bit. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me today. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.